Steve, are you like the king of something? I can picture you being like the... The king of cool? No, not that. Weren't you on the court? Like the butter king or something. Mm. That's a thing. That's kind of offensive. I'm sure it is. <laughs> they, they carve you out of butter. Because I'm made mostly of butter. Is that what you're saying? No, you've done really good with your New Year's resolution from two years ago, I think it was. Did you think about what donut would best represent this episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah I did. Ooh. Mm-hmm. What is it? Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking it's a long john. Okay. And it's got to be covered in powdered sugar. Okay. Because, what? because, just hear me out. <laughs> Starting a business is a super long journey, hence the long john. Okay, I like it. And it's extremely messy. Like, like powdered, powdered sugar, sugar 100%. <laughs> I get it, 100%. But it's it's also like the sweetest possible reward in the end. But there's ways to manage that powdered sugar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're smart about it. Yeah. That's what we're here to talk about. Do you want to introduce yourself? I love it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm Carly Wallen. I am the VP Business Banking Manager here at Royal Credit Union. I've worked here at Royal in the business department for 15 fabulous years. It's a long time. Mm-hmm. So let's get into, I have a, a great business idea. Where do I start? What do I do? So the easy part is having the idea and the creativity behind that idea and the drive to like put all of your energy and efforts into like, how can I bring this to life? What, what are my, you know, what, what am I selling? What am I creating? Those are, those are the fun things to be thinking about. I would say that there is not enough emphasis put on planning and creating a full business plan that creates, you know, financial projections because nobody decides to go into business because they're like, oh, I can't wait to balance the books and to, you know, file (laughs) taxes and (laughs) do all those really fun adult type things, parts of the process. So planning is huge. Planning is very important and not just planning the fun stuff, but taking a minute to think about what it's going to take to get yourself started and also balance your personal finances and create a livelihood and what does the future look like? So there's a lot to it. There's a lot of planning. On the flip side of that, I'm one of those people who is all about the creative plan and thinking of it. But like you said, making a plan on how I'm going to work on my finances and, and that all scares me. So it kind of holds me back. What would you say to that person to say, hey, maybe take these steps to get where you need to be before? It's so common. I think that's something that all entrepreneurs probably walk through unless you're like a tax accountant and you're going into that business then it's the <laughs> easy. like oh yeah this yeah, is i've got it made. cakewalk yeah absolutely don't let it stop you and don't let that fear prevent you from dreaming big but do look into resources there's plenty of resources available one of the biggest resources in our area specifically um, where there's a uw college is the sbdc small business development corporation and they're awesome to help you Build your financial plans, your projections. They have charts, all kinds of market data to help you fill in the blanks and all these things you don't know. So that's just one small example. There's many. Check out the resources in your community, I guess, is what I would say, because there's so much help if you go looking for it. You've got to be your own advocate and look for it. But don't let something like that scare you. Just look for your resources. For something like that, what's the catch? Like, is the help just offered for free? Like, how does that work? They're just there to help people. They just want to see businesses thrive and succeed. Like that's really interesting. Yeah. There is no catch. SBDC is a uh, government funded partially. So I they're see. there to help their community grow and thrive as well. So speaking of alignment, they've got it. And really what they want to do is help make sure that your your plan is feasible and help you vet it out prior to going to a financial or to another resource and looking for funding and things like that. So yeah, it's 
everybody scratches their head when I mean, you say it's I mean, that's great, free. though, that like they don't have a, a inter- another interest. Like mm-hmm. They're not there to sell you something else. Yeah, I you know, know they're there awesome. to yeah. really help you succeed with your best interest in mind. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask, how often do you get businesses coming in uh, and you're like, this is a terrible idea. You should not be doing this. Maybe you don't want to answer that. that. <laughs> I, no. How many rejections? Like, is there a rejection process? Well, like, I'm sure like <laughs> there's probably times where like their finances are in order and like everything makes sense. But you're like, this business, went, I, I don't know. No, you'd be surprised. So I think that there is no bad idea, but there is bad planning. So I will say that. And you would be surprised just because maybe you don't qualify for financing. Like it's a little too risky for me to say, yep, let's jump into this together. doesn't mean that it won't be, it won't work. And I've seen many success stories where I've scratched my head and been like, hope this, you know, hope for the best for you. And they've come back and been like, look at what we did. And then we're able to help them in the future. And those are the best possible scenarios to work, to work on. The people are awesome. They they don't take, we don't, we're not in the business of saying no. We're not in the business of killing dreams, but we are in the business of saying, you know, not today, but here's what you can do to get there. Let's help you through the process. You know, even if we can't finance your request today, we, there's still typically an answer that we can, we can help them work towards. Is that different from other financial institutions? I think it might be. I can't speak in specifics, but I think it might be. We're unique in being a credit union in that we're owned by our members as well. So literally everything we do is to try and help them grow and thrive in their business. And if if the right thing for them is to tell them no to a loan right now because they're not ready and they don't have the means to pay it back, that's how we tell them, you know, this is not in the best interest of you at this point in time, but let's help you get there. Let's help you figure out what is. Carly, what have you seen your first 15 years of being here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How long do you have? Like, 15 years. Like, start with your first day and then let's just recount back. <laughs> but, like, what are oh the big trends in business banking that you've seen in 15 years? What kind of trends are we talking? Types of businesses? Sure. What Like, when I said trends, like, what came to mind? What are trends of business, well, I guess? I guess from Royal's perspective, we've been doing business a long time and we've been really heavily concentrated in business real estate. So investment Mm. properties, commercial properties, those types of things. And we've always served the small business owner as well, but we really put um, an emphasis on it back in, I think it was about 2017, 18, when we realized there was a niche there that there was a need for more assistance from a financial perspective for these entrepreneurs in our awesome communities. And we decided to branch out and create a position that specialized specifically in helping them with a small business banker and that it worked and we saw a great response and we've got a a pretty awesome community of entrepreneurs right here in Eau Claire. So it was a really great pilot area and decided that it was something worth investing more into and created the business banking division. And now we're seeing more and more small businesses as members, but also as advocates for being smart with your financials from the start. So it's exciting. So we at Royal, we do a whole, um, the whole gamut and at a lot of financials, other financials, small business isn't really worth the effort and the time and commitment it takes to help, you know, entrepreneurs get off the ground and I'm proud that we do it. So yeah. Why do you think Royal values working with small businesses? I think a large part of it is because the impact they make in our communities. Ultimately, Royal makes a pretty big impact in our community, so it's a really nice alignment from that perspective. But also it's just, uh, I think, a way to help help support 
the the growth of the healthy growth of your community, but also the livelihood of the many different types of members that we have here. There's a large population of entrepreneurs in our membership. It's pretty awesome. I think really what got me interested in working with small businesses from a really early age, well, from 15 years ago when I started here, I was new to the community. And one of the first business loans that I helped work on, I happened to be driving down, I don't even remember which business this was, but I think I was on Hastings Way here in Eau Claire. And I saw the business and the sign and I'm like, oh man, I helped them help them become a business. Like we helped them yeah. to become what they are. And that was like the moment for me where I thought, yep, this is, this is what I want to be doing. On a side note, one of our coworkers asked me to take care of his plants while he was out of the office. And I was so nervous. <gasps> it was Tony. Who's the small business owner. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, did you was- water him? Yes, but I don't like. I don't know how often I should water them, and then when some the days, soil's dry. some days, okay. Don't love I, them too much. Yeah, about yeah but that. don't give them too much water. Yeah. yeah, just a little. Like my you, Monsera plant right now, I didn't say that right. Oh, too much water, very upset. It takes a long time to recover if you overwater a plant. Mm-hmm. No pressure. Uh, well, That's I true. came in and one of the plants. I hope he doesn't listen to it. Was like all the way droopy, and it was over the holiday break, and I was like, I gotta add some water. Yeah. And then and then it came back and I was like, all right, we're good. And then he messaged me when he got back when he was back working and he was like, It's okay if you didn't take care of my plants and they're all dead. And I was like, No, I've been I've been working really hard at this. You wait a lie. I no, I was. I they're fine. You waited for the plant to just shrivel up and then you're like, Ooh, I forgot I was supposed to take care of them. He was on vacation. What was he supposed to do? Yeah. I feel he like there's a business vacation. idea inside all of this. <laughs> Ooh. Right? There's yeah. a problem. What's how do we how do we solve this they problem? Have plant globes. Well, I was thinking of of so yeah, this kind of ties into my business plan is I would be hired by other people to come in on vacation and take care of their plants. I feel like you need to build your skill set before you venture into that. Ooh. Maybe not a bad idea. I gotta get a couple testimonials. Facts. A couple <laughs> quick names for you. Uh plant buddy, plant pal, your best plant friend. Okay, so here's something about names. It's one of the first things people think about with their yep. business because that's fun, right? And then they neglect to go on their state, Secretary of State website and register for that name because a lot of times... Does it mm, have to be unique? Is that... It has to not be somebody else's business name is the I key, see. James. Yes. <laughs> has to be. It does have to be unique. And yes, you have to register. So that's one of the first steps. Register your name. Make sure that it is not taken. Spell it correctly on that website and save the paperwork because your financial is going to need it. And also, you're going to need an EIN. Yeah, what's an EIN? Enterprise identification number. Employer identification oh, number. So close. <laughs> really, really close. So close. Really close. And why do you need that or you, what does that do? Think of that as your business's social security number. Ooh. So that's for the taxes and book work side of Well, and of, to become right? a business member or customer at another financial, you're going to need that. As far as structure, like how do you decide what structure you should use for your business? And then once you've decided that, like what what are some of the steps you can take? Mm-hmm. You get proper counsel, not usually from your banker, but I mean, we have some we have some information we can give you on what each structure means. But typically, the types of structure are for tax purposes. So I would say get with your tax accountant. Whoever prepares your taxes um, or go to other entrepreneurs. That's another really great resource that people don't always think about. There's typically, like I mentioned here in Eau Claire, a really strong network of entrepreneurs and support for them. 
So lean on the mentors and, and ask the questions there. But typically it has to do with tax benefits or advantages as to how you you set up your business to start with. And then get your EIN. Register first with the state to get your name and then apply for your EIN with the IRS. Steve, do you have either of those with your plant buddy? I, business? I once set up a LLC, but then I didn't follow through on it. So so this is not plant buddy we're talking about. <laughs> this is not plant buddy yet. Well, he I'm makes, curious he, to know what is this LLC that we're talking about? He, he makes movies yeah it was a it was a video production company awesome yeah awesome and i just didn't follow up there and i never had an ein so well you don't always have to if you're going to do it under your own social security number there are options there like coming from a family of small business owners i'm so intrigued now because i want to be like oh did you you know like because both my parents i grew up living on a small business my aunt oh that's exciting what yeah, kind of businesses is. were they Ooh, my mom's had a couple she owned a pet boarding grooming facility for pretty much my whole life in menominee so she did that she owned a bakery so we had a commercial bakery in our basement actually which was pretty cool and dangerous yes so dangerous <laughs> my dad still owns a construction company excavating that kind of thing in menominee so he runs that and then my aunt owns a bar restaurant in a tiny town Man, so it's in your blood it really it is what are you doing here yeah when are you starting your business you know i would love nothing more than to start my own business it's just i don't know like the big idea yet i've always wanted a coffee shop big dream i'd love to like you know start an organization for those coming out of correctional facilities to have housing Mm. and jobs and things like that but that's a good idea Mm -hmm. i know it's a problem that they face and i'd like to solve it i don't know I worry about talking about business ideas on this podcast. Oh, I want someone <laughs> like, to do that. Someone's I mean, going to steal your let's best give ideas. Them the idea. Oh, plant buddy. I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's gold. You know, there is a plant <laughs> app that you can take pictures of your plants and it'll tell you what's wrong with them. I think there's a reminder, like a just keeping like keeping reminders and like mm-hmm. oh it's time to water your plant like there's an app for that too already they think, also yeah. have i feel like that was a cut at steve like okay hey, just set a reminder and yeah. water well, the plant it's kind they of have these... baked into your phone steve <laughs> or you can get the smart plant the, the planters okay and they have a happy face when they're like good and a sad face when they need water oh. or something see i believe in tough love when it comes to plant mm. they do not <laughs> we've talked about my fiddle leaf fig Oh, those are tricky. <laughs> See, there some some plants are high maintenance. Yes. Some are not. Like those, move them an inch to the right. They have a complete meltdown. Yep. Quarter life crisis. <laughs> can't can't deal. Quarter life crisis. <laughs> it's true. But if you put them outside, like in the right climate, those things get big. enormous. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's outstanding. Mm-hmm. I follow a lady who has a fiddly fig farm. I slowly see this podcast turn into a, a plant podcast. Yes, a growing because podcast. I have no self control. I keep buying plants. Oh, I'm the same. I did not sign up for all this. I don't know why you guys are putting it on my shoulders, but I just <laughs> you're the one that wants a plant business. Well, no, I just saw the gotta need. get your hands dirty. <laughs> plant buddy, <laughs> plant buddy. <laughs> so, what are some of the biggest hurdles that business owners face when starting a business? Would you say? Hmm. Is it the planning side of things again? Like, no. No? No. No, because that's what they do all the time. You know, they're constantly thinking, brainstorming. Mm-hmm. I I think one of the biggest obstacles really is funding. And that doesn't necessarily mean a loan. It just means where is the where is the startup capital going to come from? How am I going to get this off the ground? Well, that's scary too, I think, you know. Super scary. Being like, okay, I've got this money from Royal, but 
Now it's got to work to pay them back. Yeah. And that time frame is tricky too, because typically you've got, you know, a nine to five job that you're living on, you know, the income of that job. And when do you stop doing that to make your side hustle a full-time gig? That's Mm -hmm. a tough decision. And from our perspective as a business banker, the longer you can hang on to that reliable source of income, the better because it it's going to help you build up your starting capital. It's going to keep a reserve account for you. So if times get tough or the business doesn't take off as fast as you think it's going to, you're still safe and sound from a personal financial side of things. You know, you haven't thrown all of your eggs into the one basket. Why do you think it's important to have a trusted financial partner like Royal Credit Union when you're starting a business? It's extremely important to have um, an expert in your toolkit because you're an expert in what your business is and you're not an expert necessarily in what it takes to be financially sound and strong from the start. You'll get there. But um, to have a partner walk alongside you, especially in those beginning stages, to get to you set with a good, strong financial foundation is extremely important for setting your business up, I think, for future success. So we know that... Did you want to go first? Maybe. (laughs) So, (laughs) well, he just took it. I'm like, the floor is yours. You touched on the assistance that you offer. Like, I want to tie it back to, like, what is a day in the life of, or like, what does a typical consultation with a new potential business member look like? Like, is there a standard set of things that you do? Like, here's X, Y, Z. Like, let's go through this checklist. Or is it really varied based on what the business is? That was almost my question. Good that's job. a re- that's a really good question. It it varies greatly. So we, uh, I think, I'll go through the gamut of the types of meetings that I have with business owners. <laughs> okay. How's that? Sounds good. Okay. Okay. So anyone, anybody from so it's Labor Day weekend just passed, and my phone's ringing off the hook with folks who have been sitting around the campfire brainstorming these ideas and thinking like, yes, this is it. I got to figure out how to get the money for it. You know, that's the first question that they have. So then they they come in and they're super excited about this idea. They're ready to jump in. And I'm like, okay, what's your, you know, what are your long-term plans? What's your financial need? You know, give me the breakdown. And they're like, well, what do you mean? I want to do this and this is a great idea. And don't you think that's a great idea? Yeah, it's a really great idea. But what supports it? You know, there's no plan in place. Let's figure out how to get there first. That's when we start talking about what it takes to make a, a good business plan. You know, forcing them to put their thoughts down on paper and put some thought into it is an extremely important step because it's going to help you vet out, is this something I really want to do first off? And second, it's going to help you to answer questions you didn't even know you had when you're forced to put it down on paper. So we get quite a few of those folks, and I love those conversations. And I don't know the percentage, but, you know, there's a certain percentage that don't come back because they realize, like, oh, yeah, it sounded good, but now that it's on paper, maybe, maybe not so much. But then we get a a few of those folks back with an application or come back and say, hey, I was able to do this on my own. Look at where I'm at. Those are fun. We also have quite a few business meetings where it's a small business, but they're looking to take the next step to grow. And those are really fun too in their own way because they're successful and they feel like, yeah, I'm, you know, on the brink of really feeling comfortable or like I've made it, you know, whatever they think that benchmark is. And we get to listen to what their future plans are and help them build and grow and, you know, catapult off of the, the platform they've built for themselves. So those are fun. 
also. But then there's also the the meetings where they're in a bind. You know, they thought they had it figured out from the start. They were in it on their own, and they're coming into us for help to get them back into a, a good position. And those are fun puzzles to put together too, to be honest with you, and really rewarding in the end. That answers the question, yeah, I guess. Cool. There, so there really isn't always a one-size-fits-all, and like that's the level of personal assistance that Royal is offering whenever a member calls or stops in or anything like that. That's amazing. That's one of the coolest parts, I think. When I'm talking to team members in the business department or looking at prospective team members that want to join our area, one of the first things we always talk about is how every day is very different and no two deals are alike. They're all a bit of a puzzle that you get to put together and it makes it exciting and it keeps things fresh. And it's, I think, a really awesome part of the the job and it's very rewarding. Royal offers obviously like business loans, things like that. But what else do we do to support businesses? I'm thinking like we offer payment, processing help, all that kind of fun stuff. So, you know, there's a world of things people might be like, oh, why would Royal help me with that? But they do. That's great. That's a great question. Yeah. So the obvious is we have business loans. We have business checking and savings, but we also have payment solutions. We can help you set up your merchant services. That means we can help you swipe credit cards for your business. We can help you set up automatic transfer of funds. We can do payroll for you. You know, there's lots of different options. Largely, it just takes you asking the question. And also it takes us presenting you with all the information that we have. So do your research, I guess, is what I'm saying. Take a peek at whatever your financial is, their website. Um, Hopefully it's Royals. And there is a long gamut of things that can be of assistance to you, even if you don't need funds, but you need a place to help you manage the ins and outs of your funds. Is there any certain th- products or services that Royal has that business owners are just not using that you're like, why aren't they using this? I don't know if there's any that they're not using, but if you were coming to me as a new business owner and wondering where do I start, what product should I set myself up with first, there's definitely a couple I would highlight. And it doesn't need to be a loan. Absolutely not. Um, but I would say that setting yourself up with a savings and a checking and an account, obviously right from the start, is good for two reasons. One is to keep your business financials or your business cash separate from your personal. There's many good reasons for you to be doing that. And the second reason is because you're setting up a great relationship from the very beginning with a financial institution so that they can get comfortable with how you're managing your cash as well. Because when you're a small business and you're looking to get funding at some point, we don't have a credit report that we can refer to for your small business. We don't know how you've managed your cash. We don't know how you're repaying your credit card debt unless it's with us, right? So for you to set something up with your financial from the very beginning and get some strong footing underneath you and and prove yourself as a business who can manage their funds appropriately, that's going to speak pretty high to your one of the five seeds of credit, your your uh, character and your ability to manage your, your money. Definitely get started from that point with a savings and a checking. But two products that get overlooked when you're first setting those up is setting up a quick cash, which for us is like your overdraft protection account to help prevent overdraft fees in your account. I mean, you're new to the whole business game. You've probably got some invoices that are starting to roll in. You're trying to keep your head above water. You're probably still working your nine to five job. You've got some type of a family situation at home you're trying to be there for. And then here you are trying to manage your finances for the first time to protect yourself. There's no fee and there's no cost to you to have a, a quick cash put in place, but it's really awesome protection for you. So I think that gets overlooked. And then also I think the ease and flexibility of having a business credit card card gets overlooked as well. It's so common for business owners to hear that having 
working capital accessible to them is very important and that the way you should do that is with an operating line of credit. And that may be very true in some circumstances, but a credit card functions much the same way. And here at Royal, it's extremely low cost. There's no fee to open it up. There's no fee to have it in place. It functions just like a consumer credit card, really. So it's an easy transition for a a small business owner to make to have and manage a business credit card. So it's another really great way to form some history, some lending history with your financial, too, for when that bigger ask comes in. Do our business credit cards have any rewards? Mm -hmm. Like, do they? Mm -hmm. Cool. What are they? It's just like the personal card. Wow. So plan for every dollar you spend. Mm -hmm. Get gift cards, all sorts of fun stuff. I Mm -hmm. love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What a perk. Yeah, absolutely. Is the process of qualifying for a business credit card less stringent than like a business line of credit or like Mm -hmm. working capital? Like, is it easier to get a business credit card than it is a regular loan? Yes. Interesting. Yes. Hmm. Why? Yes. Because so when we're looking at a a credit card or a quick cash The underwriting standards are very comparable to the consumer side. So we're looking at your personal credit score. So get your personal credit in good standing before you're looking for anything. So those are still tied to your personal credit score. Yeah. Yeah. That is a misconception. I'm glad you brought that up, James. So, I mean, from someone who knows almost nothing about business loans then, like business loans are vastly different than that consumer credit world. There is no credit score. There's like, how does a financial measure the risk involved, right? I think there's, is there any light you can shine in that black box for us? Yeah, like, let me shine, is it really let me shine some light. And begging and saying like, here's all my <laughs> Pleading records? Pleading your like, case. We do rely on personal credit scores. So I think that is a misconception of business owners. You know, I formed this LLC. I registered with the state. I have an EIN number. So I'm golden. You're just going to look at my, my business history, you know, my business financial history. And that's just simply not the case for any um, owner of the business, 20% or more, they're signing on as a personal guarantee on the loan, which means that you are going to be held personally liable if your business isn't able to pay it back. And in doing so, that means we're going to be taking a look at your personal credit history and credit quality as well. Sure. Really a, a credit card application though for a business is very comparable to the consumer underwriting. It's pretty simple and painless process. We're just going to be looking at what your credit score is telling us. We're going to take a peek at your relationship with us and uh, make the best judgment on what you're projecting your business to be doing. Carly, James wore his suit today because it was the business <laughs> podcast. And I'm just curious what you think about it. <laughs> I'm typic- it's not a suit. It's a blazer, first I of all. I am impressed, first, <laughs> I, I will say. And uh, I came completely underdressed, which is not typically I the way had, I come to the table. <laughs> I basically had a bet with myself that you were going to come dressed up. So I, I was like, I got to represent. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I changed before I came because I wasn't. I'm like, no, I'm just not. I'm, I'm See, just not feeling I told it. you guys. <laughs> I looked like back at past podcasts and I thought, this is a casual, cool, oh. fun crowd. So I'm wearing my sweater. I'm not wearing. No. So I, brief the guest on wardrobe before the next one. <laughs> and your co-host. I yelled at him for not telling me he was going to be fancy. So not all businesses are dressed up. That's the takeaway, people. <laughs> few businesses come into my office dressed up, I will tell you that. And that does not hurt them in any way. Nope. Full disclosure, I had thought about wearing a tie today. So. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I would have turned around and went home. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you're wearing. And when you come to a royal office, like, we're not stuffy. Like, it's not a suit and tie kind of place. Just show, like, come as you are. Right. We're going to meet you where you are. 
And a lot of times that's literal. We love to come out to your businesses and see what you're doing, see where the magic is made. That's the best. So you do like house, like not house calls, but business calls? <laughs> well, like- lots of people's businesses start in their houses, James, that's but fair. not necessarily house calls. No, <laughs> we do. We do like to get out. Yeah. And see our, our business owners in action. That's fun. Mm-hmm. What would you have, What would you say about your business team overall? What kind of people are they? I think it takes, um, I think it takes a certain type of person to be a, a business banker. And I say that because we deal with a wide range of talent and experience in the members that we're, you know, the, the types of businesses, the members that we're working with. And we, like I said, we meet them all where they're at and we never know what the next inquiry on the phone is going to be or the next question is going to be. So they're all very agile and they are driven to do what's best for the member and just love getting out and seeing the different businesses in our community and asking how we can help. Do you guys want to hear a really good, like feel good story? Yeah. Okay. So my dad, small business owner, right? So he's had a really great business banker for years at a different financial Well, his business banker came over to Royal, so took a new position here. My dad moved every single account he had to Royal Credit Union because of the impact that business banker had made in his business owning life, you know, on that loyalty. And I think that's really cool. And has been, I mean, Royal saved him hundreds of thousands of dollars on products and stuff he had. But I just think that's really cool that he was so willing to move everything because of that business banker and, you know, the relationship they had. It's pretty powerful to have somebody who's got your back when mm-hmm. it comes to your business banking needs, knowing that they're there watching out for the best of you and not the best for the bank. And that's definitely something that sets Royal apart in this industry tenfold. I mean, that's the networking piece of business too, right there. Like trust your mentor, like rely on your people, yeah. build your network. Yeah. Build your network. That's a huge tip that if I could give a new business owner starting out, like, find it's it's a lonely gig being an entrepreneur it can be it can feel really lonely and scary and i would just encourage you to get out and meet other entrepreneurs and form relationships whether it's mentorships or finding resources just a peer in your industry or maybe not but having a support system is really important over the last year what kind of trends have you seen in people starting businesses so the last 2 years have been really hard (laughs) from a lot of different capacities, but I'm not going to say the C word, but we did a lot, a lot of financing for businesses who were struggling because they weren't able to operate as they typically would due to the pandemic. And I think the trend has been, we're here to help you however we can. And the, I think the feedback we've gotten from that has been pretty amazing. You know, we didn't, we didn't realize that Royal even helped small business owners. You know, we gained a lot of membership just because of the visibility that that program gave to us as being a resource and um, accessible to whether you're a brand new business or a struggling business. We want to be here to help you see this all through. And there's been a whole lot of success stories out of it. There's been some unfortunate stories as well. And I think that's just the way the world has gone in the last couple of years. But it's hard to see trends outside of the pandemic, to be honest with you, at this point in time. We're really looking forward to getting back some stability. There has been some successes in people pivoting to e-commerce. So maybe that's a trend that we've seen lately. You know, how can I get my retail store, my brick and mortar business pivoted to survive this storm? And um, we've seen some creativity there from business owners, for sure. That's the inspiring part of working with these folks. In the 
consumer normal person, personal finance world. You know, the experts always say like there's, you know, save 10% of your income or have three to six months of income or expenses saved, right? Is there a rule of thumb for businesses like that? Or is it so dependent on that business? I think it's dependent on the business. And you just like it is on the individual, Mm -hmm. you take maybe a certain percentage of your income and and school it away. So I'd say it's the same. Um, When you're starting out, you're thinking like, I have to use every penny that I have right now just to get through this. But I would encourage you, even if it's a dollar a week, get in that, just form the habit. Once you create the habit, then it becomes easy to increase that dollar amount as you're able, but just get in the practice of saving. I like that. If I had to put your feet to the fire right now and you had to open a business, what type of business would you open today? (laughs) A plant watering business for people (laughs) who go on vacations. (laughs) No. Uh, James, we're going into this business. The four of us, no. we've already. See, I no, I'm the wrong person to ask you. that question. I'm the f- I'm here to help you with your finances, yeah. and I'm very black and white and boring, and <laughs> I don't really have the creative juices to be coming up with a really awesome business idea. Well, I rely on that, the people around me. That would be your business, like consulting, wouldn't it? I don't know. Mm, maybe, but <laughs> yeah. I do so much of that here, and yeah. I love it. I love Royal Credit Union. So there's. There's so much media attention to all the new businesses that have shown up during the pandemic. But Carly brought us back down to earth by saying there's the whole other side for people that are struggling or maybe didn't have a great two years. They're not starting a business. They're just trying to keep doing what they do. So, I mean, I was surprised to hear that or to be brought back to that. Well, that's the the cool thing about entrepreneurs is they are from the mindset that they see an opportunity and they go for it, whether there's a pandemic or not, right? And sometimes it's successful and sometimes it's not. But it's a, that's why I say it's awesome to work with these people because their spirit and their drive and their skill set is such that they can jump into scary situations with two feet and just absolutely rock it. Also, that's why I sit behind a desk and don't do entrepreneur things because <laughs> the glass isn't always half full. Right. Like you're not always, it's not always a bright, shiny. Thing. I want to be there to help those people when they need it. But yeah. I mean, I think that's probably a really good thing. If you're a, you know, a creative business owner who has all these big ideas, you don't want somebody who's helping you out that all they're thinking about is their next big idea too. You want somebody who's invested in your success. As well, well, you need to be brought down back to earth, you know, right to a, a normal level at some point in your planning process. Like, here's some reality. Let's chew on it for a minute, and then we'll figure out where to go next. And that's what we can bring to the table, a little bit of level-headedness. Do business owners come back in, like, a year later and just are like, this is a lot harder than I thought it would be? Mm -hmm. Does that happen all the time? Yeah, I don't think you're as quick to admit that as you are to admit your successes. (laughs) Not not to your financial problem. Well, yeah, maybe we... It's a bad meeting to have. We maybe indirectly get that message when we're seeing payments slow down Uh, or, you know, accounts dwindle. Um, But I would say this is a really great segue to don't wait until things are falling apart to come and talk to your business banker. We want to be proactively helping you. Don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid because it's very normal to have ups and downs, especially when you're getting started. And if we can kind of help head it off a little bit earlier in the downfall, we can hopefully help turn it around quicker too. So to me, that comes right back to the relationship aspect of it Mm -hmm. here at Royal. Like getting that personal connection with a business banker is the most important thing. Like Somebody who really understands yeah. what your business is and what your goals are, what you're trying to achieve and help you get there. Yeah. Relationship is huge. 
in order to be a business member at Royal, you really just need to qualify for membership and be a business owner. It's pretty cool. If somebody is listening to this today and they want to reach out and contact someone at Royal, what's the best way for them to talk to a business banker? I'd say the best way to get in touch with a business banker is to check out our website. We're all listed on there with our direct contact information, as well as some just intro information as to what Royal can do for you and your business. Another option is to head into your local branch. We do have business bankers in quite a few of them. And if they're not specifically located there, there's a direct line of contact to get in touch with them from any team member at the branch. James, do you know that landing page off the top of your head? rcu.org slash business. Business. Of course. (laughs) Carly, should we schedule our plant buddy meeting now or should we wait until the I'm ready anytime. Okay, perfect. I got a plan, maybe a little bit more. Got to put it on paper. Put some five five year projection. Oof. I don't think the plants are going to live that long. <laughs> Spreadsheet is that like is Steve's second language. There won't be any terrible way to start your business. <laughs> Cooper, if people like this podcast or like listening to us talk, what should they do? They should subscribe on their favorite podcast platform, and they should follow us on social media, and they should give us a rating and review. And only positive ones. And send send to people <laughs> that you know. Send to all their friends and share it with the world. Thanks for joining us, Carly. Thanks for having me. Did you you want to sing a like a outro? <laughs> <laughs> sing a what? Sing. <laughs> she was like, I did not sign up. There's, for like so, there's always some like musical component. Okay. So yeah, we're not musical at all. Is sort of the concern. Like we all say, like. Goodbye. Goodbye. Sometimes James comes up with raps. I'm not. I'm not. I into heard Carly rap. say that I could sing. Like that was a level of confidence yeah. that I had not expected. So that's awesome. Oh, you can sing. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. What do you want? <laughs> twinkle, twinkle. <laughs> I want twinkle, twinkle, but money donut themed. Oh, I see. I didn't get enough time to. I'm not very good at the impromptu. <laughs> money donuts. That's London Bridge. Oh, Sorry. oh, oh yeah, it is. Just go with that though. Money donuts. Is ending now. Is ending now. Is ending now. Please you for listening. Please you for listening. See you next time. See you next time. That's really good. Yeah, we just hey, look at us go. Thoroughly impressed. It. <laughs> Absolutely. That's our promo for the. You're not going to be embarrassed to show that to anyone, are you? <laughs> I better make the cut. <laughs>